Welcome to the Moviga Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us. If you're new here, Moviga is a community of nerds who love to talk about nerdy stuff. And every week we host a podcast, which is what you're listening to now or watching if you're joining us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Moviga. We are streaming our weekly podcast every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Shout out to all those joining us in the chat right now. We're also streaming multiple games a week, so if you're not already here, check us out at twitch.tv slash Moviga. You can also find us on social media at Moviga Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. While you're on our Instagram, check out the link in our bio to find us everywhere we are. We'd love to have you join our Discord community and be a part of the conversation there. And finally, if you're just here to listen to the podcast, follow us wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those places. We're posting episodes every Friday, so you want to stay up to date on that. Finally, give us a like with your friends we'd appreciate it without further ado my name is steven and i'm to, joined tonight by austin hey and lee what's up guys what's up dude? what's up welcome lee um my spotify paused i don't really know why okay there we go we'll fix it um, in post fix it in post lee great to have you dude glad to be here for those of you who don't know lee is our gorgeous editor and modder mod of war modzilla does all kinds of stuff <laughs> for us modnifico we're stoked to have him on the pod tonight the modcast oh snap i don't know it's oh, a takeover snap. that's right baby um guys how's it going it's going great probably not too. yeah I'm pretty just, good pretty just good. doing some christmas decorating and whatnot um also been a lot of new like stuff came out or is coming out this week so just kind of getting into a little bit of all of it, really. How about you guys? Mm-hmm. There has been a lot going on this week, man. Yeah. Even just with releases and games, it's yeah. a little overwhelming. Yeah, it's awesome. It's overwhelming. Well, speaking of which, uh, what have you guys been watching, playing, starting with Lee? Watching and playing. Well, uh, I know we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, but I've definitely been watching the Hawkeye series on Disney+. Plus. Yes, sir. Yeah. Really been enjoying that. Um I've been actually really pleasantly surprised with a lot of the TV uh, series that Disney Plus has been doing. It's all super top-notch. I don't think there's really, I would say, from what I'm familiar with, there's not really much else out there that can compare to the quality and the ability to merge movie and TV worlds together. It's it's pretty great. Um, But yeah, other than that, lots of Christmas movies just because... Hey, it's Christmas time, right? Yes. Yeah. When else are you going to get away with not being judged for watching 30 <laughs> Christmas movies in less than 10 days? Very true. Very true. Uh, um, yeah, that's about it with, with watching. We're always watching Psych. That's just on constant replay for us. Best TV mm-hmm. show, in my opinion. Um, but that's not seasonal, so whatever. Uh, the <laughs> last thing would be playing. I've been playing a ton of Halo Infinite multiplayer. Awesome. Nice. It's been a lot of fun. It, it helps that all the other people I tend to game with have been playing as well, because that game is just even better when um, you're playing with friends. I know oh, yeah. Brian's talked about it a bit. We mm. even played a little bit with JMP a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was great. Um, but that's been a lot of fun. Super nostalgic. Reminds me of the LAN parties we used to have back in uh, <laughs> middle school, high school, oh. bringing our Xboxes over to a friend's house and just playing mm. all night Halo 3. Dude, um, I, I like... I mean... The first like night I was playing Halo, we hopped in and played with Janpei, and we were playing with like ten other people, and that's like, I guess partly, you know, nostalgia for Halo and stuff, but also just like my first, I don't know, like I, I've been a console gamer forever, and I got a PC this past summer, and that was just like 
crazy to just hop in and just casually hop in a room full of 10 people and play Halo together. I don't know. It was awesome, dude. It's yeah. like a mixture of PC, but also like just playing Halo with a bunch of people. Just yeah. Like, I, don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. I think it's it's great that pretty much every game now, it seems, is coming out cross-platform, which just widens the ability to play yes. with your buddies even more. Because you guys are PlayStation yes. peeps for the most part. Mm-hmm. So even if you're just able to play on your PC Halo, that's it's a huge improvement from how things used to yeah. be. So yes. um, It's crazy how antiquated not cross-play games feel. Yeah. Are, like, <laughs> Definitely. I feel like, like yes. you know, we played Fortnite the other night when, when Chapter 3 came out, and... Um, I was just able to hop on my PC, even though in, in like every, the cross progression or whatever all works. And then, but when I wanted to play Fall Guys, I remembered that you have to pay for that game, which I think is silly because uh, it does, it's basically it, like a, it's, it's a battle royale. It seems like a free to play type of game. Yeah, it's twenty yeah. bucks, and I'm like, I ain't buying it on PC, and it's not cross progression, or is it cross? I don't know. I don't think it. Well, it might be now. It definitely didn't used to be, but I think they partnered with yeah. Epic Games to make it cross progression. But it's still not available on Xbox, so it's only PC and PlayStation. Oh, I didn't oh, that's weird. Yeah. Anyway, I could still doing better than Apex Legends with cross stuff. <laughs> that's too bad. That's really too bad because people have been wanting that since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Before um, time began. When it comes to other gaming. Um, Today, some more Destiny content for the 30th anniversary dropped, so oh, I would yeah. played that for a good few hours, and that was a blast. Talking just more Halo, like, there's so many throwbacks in the 30th anniversary to, um, uh, t- to the Halo franchise, even some references to Marathon and Myst, the original Bungie stuff that kind of put them wow. in the gaming universe in the first place. Um, just really, It's really cool to see those worlds merge. Um, not that it necessarily has to be a lore-related thing or fit with the storyline, but it's just like, hey, this is literally the same gun that I have in Halo, and it feels the exact same as when I use it in Halo, And but it's in my other game, Destiny. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. We were kind of worried, I know for a while, I don't know if we're talking about this tonight, just since it least released today, but um, there was a lot of worry in the community that it was like, oh, Bungie's not going to be able to use anything from Halo because they don't own the rights to it anymore, <laughs> and maybe they don't get along with 343 or them and Microsoft are having on bad terms because they're not even going to be on game pass once this 30th anniversary drops and mm. a lot, you know, a lot of speculation, but um, as far as I can tell, there's a good lot of obvious halo references and everybody seems pretty excited about it. Cause Bungie has always felt like halo too. And I think that's one of the reasons it was such a popular game from the get go. Yeah. I'm glad you're here because I did put that on the list of topics, but <laughs> I, I really don't really know any much like enough to talk about it really by myself. So, well, yeah, I'm glad I played then. That was all prep because I knew you guys were going to do this. Oh, <laughs> so good. Um, good, good, good. Last thing I would say I've been playing is um, I kind of always randomly jump into uh, Back for Blood since that released because I've always been a huge mm. fan of Left for Dead. Shooting zombies is just nice to zone out and just go on a tear, you know? Yeah. Um, and that system is pretty cool. It's like they 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 took a lot from World War Z uh, it seems in terms hmm. of how you can build your character and spec spec out and stuff like that. Oh, Cause nice. that was not, that wasn't a thing in left for dead. It was pretty much just pick up your gun. Maybe you can get a nicer version of that gun, but that was it. It was just still run around and shoot zombies, but they have a card system. So you can just build your character based on what you unlock each, um, step of the, of, of the mission or the level. So, uh, you can build different, different decks of cards and spec out depending on how you want to play. Um, and that's the way they have that set up. Bots, 
you'll always have a group of four, even if you don't have four um, actual players. Okay. So the bots will take over and it'll continue as is, or you can just jump into someone else's match in the middle of it. So it's a really easy game to just kind of pick up here and there, um, especially if you're into zombie horror and stuff like that. It's it's a lot of fun. Cool. Sick. But um, yeah, I kind of feel like that's about it in terms of watching and playing. Nice. What about you, Wilson? Yeah, I've um, also been watching uh, Hawkeye on uh, Disney+, Plus, which has been very good. Uh, only three episodes so far. Um, but like you said, I think you said last week uh, the Christmas, like, because it's set during Christmas time. Um, so that's something that's so different from other, like, MCU stuff, or at least yeah. the TV shows so far. Um, so it's cool. It gives it its own feel, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that later. But um, so playing, I've been playing a ton of the new Fortnite Chapter 3. So So Chapter 2 is over after eight seasons um, and chapter three has begun um, with some really cool new mechanics, actually, um, which we'll kind of mention this later, but uh, yeah, Fortnite chapter three has just been really good. It's like refreshing. It's a brand new map, um, a new battle pass, obviously some new mechanics that are pretty interesting for, uh, for Fortnite. Um, you have some guns that when you aim down sights, it goes into first person, um, like an assault rifle, not something like a, a sniper scope. It's uh, it's different from that. And you can also slide now, very similar to Apex Legends. Mm. And similar to games like Escape from Tarkov, you can actually store items for your next match. If you can find a tent item, you can like... Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can drop stuff in your tent, and then next match, if you find a tent somewhere, you can set it up, and then you can pull your items out that you stored from your last match. Which is pretty interesting. So if you like, let's say you like find a some like exotic weapon, or you find a duplicate of something you are ha- already have that's really good, you can just throw it in your tent and find it next match. Um, which is really oh, cool. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So they like added a vault. Yeah, a vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Cool. Um, added oh. some new weapons and stuff, which was really cool. Um, really, the main like selling point for this is I feel like Spider-Man being in the battle pass. It just looks like a really about it. <laughs> it's like a great looking skin and there's like web swinging slash like grapple hook Dude, mechanic stuff. The swinging looks awesome. Yeah. The video that they released. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been playing a ton of Fortnite and then also Fall Guys just released their season six um, and they've been doing some free challenge skins also that are separate from the battle pass which is also free. Um they did Sackboy like last week for six or seven days, and now they're right now they're doing Aloy. Uh, so I'm working on getting that skin, Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Nice. Working on getting that. They added some new maps, which is cool. Um, that's uh, I'm still playing Riders Republic. Also, I'm I'm getting close to like only having. I think I only have basically the multiplayer trophies left to get, and then I'll have all all 35 trophies in the game. Dang, boy. Um, Is that a platinum? Yeah. Whoa. yeah it, it will be. Yeah, once I get all the multiplayer oh. trophies, I think there's like nine left. Once I get all, wow. all of those, I think I'll have the platinum. Um, I've never been one for being a completionist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when it started. Maybe it, like back in the PS3 days when they first introduced trophies and like a platinum trophy that you get if you, com- if you get all the other trophies in the game. Just like really satisfying to get all the trophies in the game. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it for what I've been playing, I guess. Um, 
and only watching Hawkeye really... I did finish Hellbound on Netflix, which is like this... It's a Korean-made, uh, like, supernatural drama, six-episode thing. I just finished that last night, actually, and it was pretty good. Pretty good. Hmm. Um, mm, I guess that's been it. Well, we'll talk more about Hawkeye later, but uh, I guess that's it for me. How about you, Steven? Sick. Dude, I, um, I've been thinking about watching Yellowstone on Paramount+. Plus. I've heard good things. It's a cool setting. It's got Kevin Costner in it. Mm. But I was talking to somebody today, and he said that um, they don't have... I haven't checked like, to confirm, but he said that like it's on Paramount+. Plus. It's a Paramount Plus show, but you, it doesn't have all the seasons available. You have to like buy them or something. Ah, How lame weird. is that, dude? I'm about to freaking cancel my Paramount+. Plus. Anyway... I feel like if anybody um, has complaints, it seems like it's usually with Paramount Plus yeah, compared to all yeah. the other stream services. You ain't wrong, buddy. Uh, me personally, um, playing, let's start with watching. Uh, I watched um, this movie, short film thing on uh, Netflix called Robin Robin. Um, and I, I saw a trailer for it like last month. Um, I was super excited to see it. Um, it is from Ardman, who does like Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit and stuff. And it's like this little claymation Christmas movie. And it's about this bird who is raised by mice and she wants to be a mouse. And that's like, the, you know, the kind of age old plot, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's so freaking magical, dude. It is. It's, I mean, it's Ardman, so it's awesome. Yeah. The animation is so good. It's got like little music in there. The music kind of reminds me of. Um, I don't know. It's been so long since I saw Over the Garden Wall, but for some reason that kept popping up into my head. Austin, you should watch Robin Robin and tell me if I'm crazy. Okay. But it's just kind of like quirky, kind of quirky music, and there's like a couple songs in there. Um, it's got um, Jillian Anderson from Community plays the voice of like the evil cat, and she talks like this. You mean from X Files? Re- Jillian. Oh, she's Scully. I'm thinking Jillian Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. This whole time I've been thinking Jillian Jacobs from Community. I was like, oh, she's doing, she's doing her, cool, her voice really cool. <laughs> Jillian Anderson from X-Files. I'm about to like bang it and make sure it's not Jillian Jacobs and I'm getting it wrong right now. Anyway, it's probably Jillian Anderson. Um, but she's in it. Richard E. Grant is in it, who is awesome and everything. Um. So it's great. It's a fun little Christmas movie. Uh, it's mm. only 32 minutes, which was kind of a bummer, but at least it's something you could just throw on. On Netflix, right? Um, yeah. Okay. 30 uh, minutes. We also, we also watched 8-Bit Christmas. Oh, yeah. How was that? Which I watched that actually before this last podcast, but I forgot to talk about it. So mm. 8-Bit Christmas is on HBO Max, and it's essentially a Christmas story set in the 80s uh, because, you know, Christmas story, it's Ralphie, he wants a BB gun, and this... Um, I forget his name, but he wants a Nintendo and it's all about like, <laughs> you know, the hyper on Nintendo and, um, it's not perfect. There's some, a little bit of cringe, a little bit of cheese, but for the most part, it was like, I would say I was pleasantly surprised. It exceeded my expectations a little bit. Okay. Um, there were definitely moments where it felt obvious that they were just kind of trying to capitalize on like copy a Christmas story a little bit and kind of, um, it's like a blend of a Christmas story and like the setting and 
friendship relationships of like Stranger Things. Um, so it's not like monsters or anything, but obviously that's kind of the vibe it gets. It gives um, with like you know the group of friends being in the eighties. Um, so yeah, yep. it was really good. Surprisingly um, heartwarming, I guess. It kind of takes some turns where it felt like it was like a last minute idea to be like, hey, let's do this. And it's like, mm, I don't know if the plot was really leading to that moment, but uh, sure, you know, it's cool. Uh, Haley says, it's Jillian Anderson. Thank you. Sorry. All this time I've been thinking, wow, Jillian Jacobs, that's really cool. Really random, but anyway. Um, yeah, so 8-Bit Christmas. Everyone's loving it. Uh, I've seen a bunch of people post it on the Love That Nerd page, and I'm like, yeah, go watch it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's got... Um, the young actor from that like random Disney plus show about the kid and the like horrible day or something like that. I can't remember. Um, and it's got Steve Zahn as the father who I love uh, Steve Zahn fan of. Yeah. I'll watch anything with him. He's great. It kind of gave me since he's like the dad and it's told from the perspective of the son, I couldn't help but feel like I was watching diary of a wimpy diary of a wimpy kid. Oh, at yeah. Times. <laughs> yeah. So wimpy kid. kind of like, Wimpy Kid Diarrhea. Part of me was kind of like, I kind of wish they would have casted somebody else just because it was like so reminiscent of that. But um, I've only seen Diary Diary of a Wimpy Kid 1, but it was actually pretty funny. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And they released a, a new version, like an animated version on Disney+. Plus. Oh, I nice. think it's out now. Cool. You need to check that out. Anyway, um, that's what I've been watching. We've been watching random Christmas stuff. I, when I'm in Christmas time, like, I don't watch anything but Christmas time because I'm like trying to take advantage of, you know, whatever. Yeah, the season. Um, the season, like playing. I've been playing nothing but Hot Wheels Unleashed. What? Seriously? Is that good? I. It is very fun. Uh, I played a little bit of Fortnite Chapter Three a couple days ago on Sunday uh, just to check it out. Which we'll see if I get Spider Man skin. I feel like there's no freaking way after I paid eight bucks for it. Um, oh, dude, that freaking kills me. I guess I should know better, but it's like eight dollars, and then you buy it, and then it's like, and you have to grind all the way to the end of the grind battle. for weeks, dude. Or you could yeah. just pay. You could just buy V bucks and buy battle pass stars. Well, uh, how much would that be to get to level eighty? Mm, that's a good question. That's a. I want to say I I saw that the, the the option to purchase, and I was like, ooh, and then it, I added it up or something, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, probably. Probably like 80 bucks or Probably something. Probably like 80 bucks, yeah. That's insane, dude. Yeah. You could do a, oh. maybe you could do a little bit of grinding. How about pay 50 and then just grind 30 levels? You got it. <laughs> Haley in the chat, is that okay? <laughs> um. Yeah, I've been playing a ton of Hot Wheels Unleashed. Nice, um, nice. I, I that game's checked. got some nostalgia feelings for you too, doesn't it? Yes, dude. I should have checked how many hours I put into it. I've probably put in 15 hours. Wow. Maybe. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, and I've had it for, I don't know. That's a lot for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Within uh, a week 20, for sure. 15 to 20. Um, I have stayed up super late on some. Haley was out of town last week. So I was kind of being stupid and like chilling and, and you know, not being responsible and going to bed on time. <laughs> and um, <laughs> bro, there was one night. I'm embarrassed to say this. I stayed up till 3.30. Ooh. Doing what, because, because there was a race, and I could not put it down until I got... You have to get first place. And I couldn't put it down until I got first place. And, bro, some of them are so freaking hard. 
I have my my PlayStation is on rest mode right now because I couldn't beat one the other day, and it's like I was I was just doing it over and over again. And you have to be perfect. Oh my god! You have to be you have to be perfect, or you won't you won't get it. Um, so it's very difficult. Um, but bro, it is so much fun. I I paid thirty bucks for it on Black Friday, and um, I've been enjoying it so much. I bought the fifteen dollar uh Batman DLC. Oh nice, um, nice. You just like. The 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 uh track is through like the Bat Cave, so you can like there's one part where <laughs> yeah. I mean so basically you get an environment like the Bat Cave and um multiple tracks inside, so so it's not just like this is this track and this is this it's like this is this environment and then multiple tracks inside, which is what I just said and I apologize for saying it again, um but so like you can have the Bat Cave and there's like a bunch of different you know tracks to race yeah yeah I'm just saying the exact same thing over and over again somebody please stop me. I get it I understand um, now. But anyway, wait, Stephen. I think I need some more clarification. Yeah, let me say it again. You know what? Let me, let me <laughs> clear that up, um, please. <laughs> so the tra- the first race that I did, um, you like go underneath the Batmobile. You you go up and then you like the track ends and you're like on Batman's like desktop and you ride past <laughs> oh, a, 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 some kryptonite and like past his computer and stuff. Yo, uh, and it's super cool. Um, and that is awesome. Uh, I I'm just super into the licensed stuff. I know. Brian freaking hates it. I don't, he's not here right now. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why so, he hates it. It's it's great. I love it. I think it's so cool. It's like Smash. It's like Smash Bros. Yeah, like, exactly. The 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 uh the mashup. I just love the mashup stuff. That's great. So um to be playing Hot Wheels and I'm in the I'm in James Bond's car and then I see <laughs> uh the DeLorean and then the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then Knight Rider and then freaking Snoopy on his doghouse fly past me because I'm slow. <laughs> it's just cool. It's awesome. Yeah, so it's sweet. Um, I, I'm really enjoying that game. I did not expect to like it as much as I do, but um, maybe my favorite racing game ever. Wow. Nice. Nice. Which I'm not like a, you know, racing game connoisseur or anything, but uh, connoisseur dinosaur, but I really enjoy Mario Kart and that's always like held the top spot. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just so much fun. For sure. But, um, Dude, this one is 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 just so satisfying. Um, so I, I want to give it a try. Here's a question: a shot, dude. Yes, sir. Is it better than cruising USA for the N64? The real question: Where your car can do a backflip? Uh-huh. Ooh, well, this one can do all kinds of flips, and it can okay, do barrel then it, rolls. Then it's better. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, if you haven't played that game. It's probably fifty dollars again, so I'm not going to tell you to go buy it. But uh, if you find it on sale, it is so much fun, uh, and I'm really enjoying it. It is very frustrating, though. Oh my gosh, they 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 some tracks will have like big, uh, like one track has a, a like a plastic scorpion or whatever, and there's like venom throughout the track. And if you ride over the venom, your boost decreases. Oh, and you like you have to keep your boost, otherwise you won't get first place because you have to literally like memorize the track and do it perfectly. I could turn the difficulty down, but you know, I'm a freaking pro, so I don't know. <laughs> so wait, they got Tom uh, Hardy for Hot Wheels? Am I backwards? Uh, Tom Hardy for Hot Say it again? For Venom. Ve- Venom? They got Tom yeah, Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, basically. He's all over the track. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then the worst one is there's a track with a giant spider and he uh, shoots webs on the ground and literally every time you ride past him, I like ten percent of the time I haven't been hit by a web, but the other ninety percent, like you get hit by a web and it makes you slow down. 
Mm. so frustrating when when it's like at the end of the track and you've almost perfected it and you're almost there to get first and then he shoots you and like five cars pass you it's so stressful dude anyway i gotta stop talking about hot wheels um <laughs> you guys want to take a quick break yeah sure let's do it sure let's, right, let's take a quick break uh hang out in the chat on twitch for a bit and uh when we get back we're gonna talk some hawkeye spoilers so pause if you haven't watched it pause this go watch hawkeye right now and come back and hit the play button because we'll be right back. Hey everyone, Lee here again. We're about to get into some Hawkeye spoilers. So if you haven't watched the first three episodes of the new Hawkeye series on Disney+, Plus, be sure to skip forward to the 48 minute and 45 second mark. Now let's go ahead and get into those spoilers. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Hey, um, Hawkeye has been out and uh, we've been watching it and uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to get spoilery for Hawkeye. The first three episodes of Hawkeye. So if you haven't seen them yet, I think episode four comes out tomorrow for us currently. Yeah. That's right. Today being Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday. So um, we're just talking, we're going to spoil the first three episodes of Hawkeye. So if you haven't watched those, uh, skip ahead a bit. Or if you're watching live, just mute it. We'll, 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 we're not going to get super spoiler. I mean, there's not a ton to spoil, but... Um, you know, we'll give you a heads up. Just watch for the waving arms. We'll type in the we're chat. Gonna, we're going to look panicky. Yeah, we'll type in the chat. Let's just, we'll give the signal. Um. So, yeah. All right. Y'all ready? Yeah. Yes. Spoilers. Spoilers incoming for Hawkeye in three, two, one. Spoilers, dude. Friggin' Hawkeye. Am I right? Okay, so <laughs> last week we talked about Hawkeye, but I'm pretty sure I was the only one who had seen it. At this point... Both y'all boys have seen Hawkeye. Um, I want to know your thoughts, and then we'll get into some specifics. Cool. Yeah. Starting with Austin. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch it before last time, like when you were ready to talk about it. But I did later that week. Um, I watched all three episodes in one sitting because I don't know what I was expecting, but I definitely didn't think it was going to be so good. Like, um, Hawkeye is definitely like on the lower end of like most interesting Avengers characters. Um, and it's not anything to do with Jeremy Renner at all. He's great. Um, Hawkeye just like doesn't get a lot of screen time. He doesn't have any superpowers. Um, he has a bow and arrow. I mean, that's pretty much it, but Jeremy Renner is great. And this show is letting him flex a bit, which is really cool. Like he's very serious in this role, which I like a lot. Um, yeah, I love the, the family aspect, like showing him as a dad and like how hard that can be like being a dad and a superhero at the same time, like him trying to balance all that. Um, I'm doing the right thing, but also disappointing your family. Yes, exactly. And the whole like plot around getting home for Christmas. Yeah. Like looming, looming over the whole. It's just great. I know it's like, it's not really high stakes, but it feels like it because you really want him to get home in time for Christmas just for his family's sake and his, mm-hmm. his own sake. So it's nice. It gives like, it gives some urgency to, to this show. Like however limited it will be like maybe eight episodes or something like that, um, which is really good. Um, there's some really like, sp- <clears throat> obviously spoiler ish type of things like Hawkeye is basically deaf uh, without his yeah. hearing aid which is yeah. a very interesting dynamic, but it's also a very like 
obvious like of course he would be deaf he's like been right next to explode he's basically been shell-shocked yeah five times like and he's only human he's only yes yeah, exactly. only human <laughs> he, yeah he, i'm I, i'm pretty sure that's comic book accurate right like he had a hearing aid and at least in some in some like, form. some story. Mm-hmm, yeah um and uh so yeah that that comes into play a good bit especially like in the third episode um which was really cool to see um it also gives way for like some really cool character moments with, um, you know, Kate Bishop is a big part of this also along with Hawkeye. Um, so that some really cool like dialogue um, kind of trading back and forth between those two characters, some really humorous moments like the, the humor is like pretty decent, like for the most part. Um, yeah. A lot of cool characters. Uh, I wanted to say one other thing. What was it? Um the Christmas uh no 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 we already said that ah shoot I was gonna say one more thing about it ah he is human that's what I was gonna say he is human like Lee said yeah but he doesn't have a suit of armor like Iron Man does so he's very exposed to like that type of stuff so I can imagine like just any kind of physical effects from being involved with like Avengers and fighting those types of villains and stuff like that for Hawkeye. He's such a realistic character, um, which has been really cool. It almost reminds me and we'll get, we'll discuss a little bit later um, of how kind of like realistic and grounded stuff like Netflix daredevil was obviously Mm -hmm. it's nowhere near as graphic or, or violent. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. Um, So kind of my overall thoughts of the three episodes so far has been, it's like, it's definitely it was definitely better than I expected. Um yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite so far. I'll have to wait till the end. I definitely like it better than WandaVision for sure. It's better than WandaVision in my Especially opinion. with pacing. I would I wouldn't disagree Shots. with that, but the pacing is a lot better for Hawkeye compared to WandaVision. Yeah. Also think Jeremy Renner is like I haven't seen a ton of Jeremy Renner stuff, but he's like a really good actor actually. Yeah. He doesn't do like a whole lot of different like he's not a ton of variety doesn't have a lot of that but from what i've seen but he's great especially as hawkeye like in the i think it's in the third episode when he has to go get his suit back from the guy i yeah. was that whole thing like him going into the larping um community wherever yes. those were set up. i was like that was Bro, just totally unexpected amazing that and whole hilarious. scene this is what i wanted to talk about last week but i didn't want to spoil it but now we're in spoiler territory yeah uh the whole larping scene I, I, I roll my eyes a little bit when they get to stuff like that because I feel like making fun of nerds is like low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Like, it's always like, yes. oh, geez, these freaking nerds and their make-believe, you know? But um, uh, I feel like I feel like for the most part, they handled it well. Like, they weren't crazy out there. Like, they no. were kind of normal mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I wish he would have started, like, really enjoy Like, when they were doing slow-mo, I wanted... I was expecting... I almost saw it coming that he was going to start really getting into it and, and yeah. enjoying it. That didn't necessarily really ever happen. Yeah. But then, I don't know, you get to the end and he's talking to the guy and, and it's kind of like... A, he's like, but you enjoyed it a little bit, right? And I forget exactly what he said, but it was kind of like... Yeah. A, he kind of gave a like little that. head nod and, like, eyebrow, yeah, yeah. eyebrow thing. And I was like, yeah, you did enjoy yes, that, did you? Um, but my favorite part that made me freaking laugh out loud was when that girl like bumps into him and he's just like, goodness. Yeah. 
lost it. I lost it. it. Dude, I lost it, so it too. The, the fact that they didn't like mute the the vocal audio for the slow mo. Yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah, we're you getting expect like them to. the warped voices during the slow mo. <laughs> so funny and awkward. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you, Stephen. Something that seems to be sticking out to me about this whole series is that they're really trying to put, obviously, more backstory to these smaller characters, but they're also trying to put more realism to it. So, like, you know, yeah. e- even in um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they started asking the question, like, how do you guys pay your bills? You know, how the heck do you make money? Yeah. And how do you deal with that stuff after the five-year blip or whatever? But then mm-hmm. for even for, for um, Hawkeye, his character, it's like the world still celebrates the Avengers and their their heroism and stuff like that. And and Hawkeye is one of those guys. He's a hero to everybody, but because he's just human, he's like, he despises his infamy. You know what I mean? It's like him mm-hmm. trying to deal with that and wrestle with the fact that people are idolizing him and putting him on such a high pedestal. He's like, I'm I'm really not that special. I'm not that big yeah. of a deal. And he, he doesn't... And especially after yeah. his life is Ronan, he's like, I'm not a hero. Yes. I'm not a mentor or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a really cool juxtaposition just to be able to compare. It's like to a lot of the movies, especially in the first four phases of, of the MCU. It's like, we're just watching heroes kick butt and we don't need yeah. the backstory and the details. But then it's like, okay, these characters that didn't have a lot of storytelling on their own, it's like, I'm really connecting with these people on a deeper level. Obviously, they're spreading, spreading the story out more. You're going to spend more time with them via TV series than you would in a movie. So right. it's like, right. dig, in, dig into something. That's great. But it's like, I love the fact, especially that he is still as incredible as he is, but he's superhuman he is super um normal human yeah, yeah. uh he's <laughs> super you know, he's normal deaf. Human. <laughs> but then um one thing that i really loved about this most recent episode after um his hearing aid gets knocked out but that's right after she tells him he relies on it too much and then it goes through yeah. that whole fight scene and interaction and you see him do some of the most incredible um feats of uh marksmanship that he has done to date in terms of yeah. anything else that's happened in the MCU the accuracy the maneuvering the way he's just jumping around sliding around and pinpoint accuracy without yeah, any real problem it was like mm-hmm. whoosh, giving me chills it was mm. super cool that was a fun scene that's a good point it's almost like without the hearing aid he was able to focus more yeah he's not yeah, distracted i really by think they what he can hear i think they might elaborate on i kind of hope they do it's like he does yeah. realize there's something to that that thing uh-huh. that that lady told him that he relies That's on cool. it too much. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I uh, to your point about um, getting more deeper into these character, a deeper look into these characters. I feel like they really tried <laughs> with Hawkeye because Hawkeye's always been kind of like the lamest Avenger from the beginning, yes. and they've known that from the beginning. So, like in Ultron, they tried to give him a little something extra and like take you to his house and like meet his family and everything. But even then. You know, when you got freaking Robert Downey Jr. standing there and his beef starting with Captain America and stuff, it's like, I'm going to focus on Iron Man and stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so even if oh, yeah. nothing else, for him to get a show where nobody else is in it and it's just him and we have no choice but to learn about him, it's like forced us to really pay get attention. attached to his character. Yeah, I- yeah pay attention. And um, I said it last week. I feel I'm like bummed because I feel like it's 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 not too late, but it's late in the game for me to start really caring about Hawkeye as much as I do, but I really, really like him in the show. And I like his obvious like struggle and trying to get away from his past, but also like 
deal with it and yeah. the, the stuff with his family and I don't know it's just super cool it's but okay. how like still um, selfless he is it's also great that he's like still alive <laughs> you know it's yeah. it's unfortunate like some <laughs> of these like MCU things have been with char- deceased characters so deceased it, it's like easier yeah. to care more about him that he's still like a part of the MCU <laughs> going forward yeah. at like yeah, the yeah. point in time that we're at yeah, mm-hmm. I think we've already gotten a really good taste of a lot of the stuff that's going to still come in the series in terms of not not them not spoiling anything, but they're hinting at a lot of stuff to come, especially with we still don't know who the main main bad guy is. But there's been a few hints that I think I've I've picked up on um, with with like the uh, yes. the auto shop, the auto shop name, the name of the auto shop that that all that stuff kind of goes down and it's called Fat Man Auto Shop. Yeah, the auto, oh, auto body. That's right. So it's kind of like, ooh, I didn't know okay. that. There it is. There it is. Okay, let's let's get into some theories. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. So 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 there's really not, you know, three episodes in. There haven't been a, a bunch of huge revelations. Obviously, the things kind of hanging in the air are what's up with her her mom's boyfriend. Is he going to be bad? I think um, he's definitely a character in the comics, and I've like purposefully steered clear of that because I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. No, spoiler. but I know he is a character in the comics, so let's not get into. Let's only talk theories based on the show. Sure. Um, so I know he's a character, so we don't know exactly what's up with him. Um, and then, so the 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 villain, um, played by I can't remember her name, um, Dragon Lady. That's what they yeah. call her, right? Dragon something, something like that. Um, oh, before we get into that, I was going to say we haven't talked about episode three specifically. Um, I really loved episode three. Uh, yeah, I yeah. enjoyed the car chase segment, especially the yeah. one take camera thing. But yes. I will say, um, it felt like uh, Children of Men. That's what that scene reminded exactly me of. Exactly what I was thinking. Children of Men did it like, I mean, it was that was a, a pioneer thing for them to do it, mm-hmm. and it was like legit, like you know, camera in the car, like them having to move their seats up and back. This definitely felt like a green screen. Mm, um, so as awesome as it was in the back of my head, I'm like, "Mm, y'all a little too late to be, but you know, (laughs) it's still, it's still really cool. It is. Uh, and I thought, I thought for the most part it looked fine, but it was definitely green screen and some CGI in there. Mm -hmm. Um, but overall I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool that they had Christmas music over it. I don't know if it really went super well with it. Um, but it's on flavor, Overall, so it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great episode. I really, dude, his <clears throat> the scene where he's on the phone with his son. Oh man, like, that was very reaching. good. Very, yeah. very good. Uh, but he he just acted it so well, and just the I don't know if nuance is the word or what, but just like every little move and look he gave was just so like. I wonder if they the, authentic. The director was like, "Just kind of do your own thing." Like, well, if this was your son, like, don't give him a script. Yeah. Just like, because all it was was like them talking about, "Are you gonna make it home? Are you gonna make it home in time for yeah. the Christmas movies? Are you gonna make it home in time to make the gingerbread house and stuff?" It just was yeah. very real. Like his all his yeah. responses were so realistic. It was great stuff. Yes. Yeah, there was I also, think it also speaks a lot to sound design too. I because because you felt like you were in his head, yeah, experiencing yeah, that yeah. with him. Which, which was great. There, That's true. I wanted to mention there was also a long one take in eps, in the first episode, um, where the, I remember where it was like Kate Bishop as a young girl and her house is getting destroyed by. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it was like the first scene in the, which was uh, cool. It was cool. And 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 to 
you know, we've talked about like death of the author kind of stuff and like, don't put that in there. Like how, um, yeah. Kevin Feige or somebody was like, Oh, the little kid from Iron Man two was Peter Parker. Like, ah, was it really? But <laughs> I, I, I liked this. The fact that, you know, that scene is in Avengers where he shoots mm-hmm. that, that thing and it goes down. And now we see like what was in the window. It, yeah. Of it, the building. It reminded me of like how they did it in Endgame as opposed to like how they did it in Spider-Man far from home with yeah. uh Mysterio or whatever. Like, Oh yeah. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? So yeah, it was good. I, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had one more thing about uh, episode three. I, I really appreciated not just kind of seeing his actual feats of um, as being a normal human, him doing superhuman things, but um, showing his ingenuity and the whole time Kate Bishop, while he's still deaf, Kate Bishop is yelling at him and saying all this stuff like, <laughs> you know, this is not the right arrow to use or there's more, just kind of freaking out about stuff. And he yeah. he's kind of tracking, but at the same time, he has no idea what she's saying. And then she gives right. him a hard time about which arrows he has. And then she's like, well, this is pointless. Why do you even have this? And it totally saves their butt at the very yeah. end of that whole yeah, yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. And it's just <laughs> like, oh, that's what that's for. And, and you can just, it's like, man, there's a lot going on in Hawkeye's head. No wonder he's kind of survived as well as he has is this long. Yeah, true. Yeah. Almost like a Batman, like a be prepared for any situation. Yeah, type of thing. yeah. Yeah. Very good. That's true. I dig it. Um, yeah, overall, the show isn't, like I've said, haven't been, there haven't really been any big reveals. And it, it kind of seems like, I don't know, you have a show like WandaVision where like, there's almost like a, a revelation every episode and it's like this big thing or even Loki. I don't know. I feel like they've all maybe not winter soldier as much, but this one seems to be the like most shallow, but not in a bad way. Like yeah. not very, not a super deep. It's show. not, and it's I'm, not splashing I, the MCU very much. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not making, but I'm waves. totally fine with that. I like, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I'm, I'm just really enjoying it, especially around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, totally. In fact, that's a thing. Anyway, uh, okay, theories. I guess let's, there's really only one theory that we want to get to, and that is the theory that Austin texted me the other night, and it didn't even occur to me. Yeah, it was right after right after I watched the episode. As soon as like the character like came like his back was like to the screen, I was like, "That isn't him, is it?" It was like the so the flashback in episode, it's in episode three, I believe. The flashback where the dragon girl, yeah. She's young and she's like learning and stuff, and she's like, you know, it's in the beginning of the episode. It's like the first five minutes. Yeah, her backstory. Yeah, it's um, so it's like her dad is like, your uncle's gonna give you a ride home, and then he kind of like walks into frame, but you can only see the back of him and like his arm or something, and um, you just hear him chuckle a little bit, and it's like you're supposed to kind of know or guess who it is, and I was like, that's Kingpin. Probably. Yeah. It's like the the chuckle that he did sounded totally like Vincent D'Onofrio's portrayal of Kingpin mm-hmm. in Netflix's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And like with all this talk of like Charlie Cox playing Daredevil again and all this stuff, like I was like, if they this could be it. Like this could be And I hope it is. Dude. I I, yeah. I would be so happy if that if that were true. I would be so there what would really disappoint me if that was all that we get and then they don't address I know. it anymore. Which is I know I'm scared. I'm scared that might happen. I and they they could do that, dude. Freaking, freaking Quicksilver. Yeah, uh, I'm still holding out hope that that's going to turn into something. But <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um. So there have been heavy rumors that uh, Wilson Fisk is going to be in Hawkeye. Even like leaked screenshots of him in like the white suit and like rumors of them making him like extra. 
beefy yeah. to be mm-hmm. more comic book accurate. And yeah. then I didn't even catch Lee that the auto shop is Fat Man's auto shop or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's got to be it, dude. It's so so be. with with that being the case, Kevin Feige recently saying, which we're skipping ahead a little bit, but Kevin Feige recently, recently saying, if we see Daredevil again in the MCU, it's going to be Charlie Cox. Yes. More, more, more stuff there. Oh, yeah. And then after he says that, Kevin or uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, who plays Wilson Fisk, tweets like, congratulations to Charlie Cox. He mm-hmm. loves that character, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Vincent, <laughs> I see you, boy. <laughs> so anyway, bro, I freaking hope so. Fisk is one of my favorite MCU villains. Yes. Yep. If, if they officially like really, really make him part of the MCU. I know he technically was, but he kind of wasn't, but whatever. Um, I just thought, dude, his character in Daredevil was just so brutal, and you felt the pent-up anger in him, mm. and it was just he just played it so well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would be freaking stoked yeah. to see him with Spider-Man and see Charlie Cox back as Daredevil. They'd be, they would be foolish not to do that. Yes, I think I think at this point, oh yeah, people are people are fine to just forget about the other Netflix shows, even though there were some good ones. As long as we can get Charlie Cox back as uh, Daredevil. Um, yeah, that was definitely the the you, best. I got to run downstairs real quick. You guys continue. Just chat it up. Chat it up. Uh, we're probably gonna go to a break in a second, but anyway, but you can go. Okay, get out of here, dude. All right, nobody wants you. Um, yeah. Anyway, Hawkeye. Freaking loving it. Um, I really hope Fisk is going to be in it. I hope I've that got means a, we're going to see. Go ahead. I've got a theory, too. It's not okay, uh, Kingpin-related, but my wife actually um, pointed this out, especially because of the way the security, the, her, her family's company, her mom's company's security mm-hmm. business or whatever plays into it all. My wife says that she thinks the mom of, um, uh, Kate. of Kate Bishop, she thinks Mrs. Bishop, whatever her name is, is actually one of the um, pro, uh, main antagonists, just based yeah, on I, some of those interactions. Like there might be a misdirect with her fiance and that murder and yeah. all that stuff, but people seem to jump straight past the fact that she was the one being threatened by the yeah. man who ended up being murdered. So it's kind of like yeah. there's got to there could be someone else who's pulling those strings, and Bro, obviously the focus is in the wrong place. So it's going to be a big kind of reveal later on in the series. And she was arguing with Kate's dad. In, in the beginning. Yeah. And about you know, selling that could, and whatever that, that could just be a throwaway thing, but I would, I would, I could see it coming back and being like, so that's why you guys were arguing. Your father was trying to protect some, 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 mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind that at all. I mean, she, she's, she's kind of a big name. Vera Farm Farmiga, I think or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, she was in like Bates motel or something. Uh, I think she could totally pull off a villain. When 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 she first showed up, I was like, she seems kind of random to just play like a mom. Yeah, she's a so, pretty big actress to fill a yeah. role like that. That's just just there for kicks. Not that moms aren't awesome, but you know, uh, yeah, I I would be super down for that. That'd be sick. Yeah, that's just that's just um, our own our own personal theory. I haven't I don't I don't know enough about the um, Marvel comic books or backstory on most of these characters yeah. to really be able to give it much insight other than. I kind of have a feeling about this. And like yeah. I said, that was all my wife. She just was like, yeah, I bet Need her on the she's podcast, evil. dude. I mean, she's, she's just watching elf right now. You want me to get her, get her yeah, here? Bring, bring in her, dude. All right. Let's stream elf. Um, anyway. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, also, um, the villains dad 
is from Fargo. And we've been seeing him in, like all over the place lately. Like he's mm. starting to pop up in places. Anyway, that was just a random thought. But overall, Hawkeye. Uh, super Definitely can say casting really... is good. Casting has been great yes, for this show. Yes, absolutely. Um, does Kate annoy me a little bit? Kinda. Unfortunately, that's kind of the way her character's that's just the hand she was dealt in terms of like like ruining his attempt to clear her name was just kind of like Ooh. yeah and just like at every turn she kind of like messes something up and I hope they get away from that because I don't want to be annoyed by her um so that's I yeah. would say that's my only like uh, and some of the less than okay CGI but um I hope they can kind of steer her in a better direction um oh yeah but other than that freaking enjoying it I'm yep. ready for episode four and we'll I say see. if people haven't caught up yet they should because it's definitely worth it it's you perfect for this it. season perfect for Christmas right. season absolutely hey this is the signal we're done with spoilers we'll put it in the chat we're done with spoilers um so no more spoilers hey let's take a quick break when we get back we're gonna get into the lightning round so stick with me the Movica community gathers on Discord throughout the week to discuss movies, TV, video games, and more. So if you're interested in finding that place to share your thoughts, your opinions, answer our weekly community discussion question, or even just talk spoilers for the latest Disney Plus show, join the discussion on Discord. Welcome back. Hope you got your umbrellas and your ponchos ready because we're going to get into the lightning round. So if you don't know what the lightning round is, uh, we just rattle off some uh, headlines. And don't spend too much time talking about them. So, without further ado, uh, The Matrix Resur- Resurrections gets a new trailer. Did y'all watch it? Yes. No. It looks pretty sweet. I am HO. Yes, I agree. It looks very good. So, when the first trailer came out, um, I remember talking with people and being like, why is it the exact same plot as the first movie? Yeah. And I guess that's part of the plot like they're talking about we're all stuck in these loops or something like that Mm -hmm. so but it seems like this time around is going to be more about trinity Mm -hmm. yes yeah it seems Um, that way which is cool yeah i dig it because she was always kind of like i don't know like everything she did was to serve neo and to serve that plot and to like help him get to where he needed to be Mm -hmm. it was almost like she didn't get enough appreciation so for this time around to be kind of like flipped, I'm super into that. I think that's really cool. I agree. I agree. Um, and Keanu Reeves looks awesome. Yeah, he do. Um, I'll tell you what worries me a little bit. Maybe it shouldn't. I don't know. But I remember Ke- reading somewhere where Keanu was like, "Yeah, we didn't. We like didn't do rehearsals very much." Um, Lana <laughs> Wachowski was kind of more interested in like just doing it and like just doing the camera movements and stuff instead of like rehearsing lines and stuff like that. And I was like, that, that's, that's, that's paraphrasing. He said something like that, but it's definitely not, I don't know. It could be totally fine, but it's a little worrisome, I suppose. Um, anyway, it's a bunch of one take wonders. Yeah, I guess so. Freaking Keanu, the Oscar winner. Um, <laughs> Colin Farrell will star as penguin in the Batman spinoff series for HBO max. Love that. Produced, I think, by Matt Reeves, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. So I, I keep forgetting about this show, but, I mean, the movie looks amazing. I'm it so does. excited for it. And to think we're getting a spinoff TV show for HBO Max, like its own little 
BCU, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, I think we talked about it before. Like, it's kind of weird that Gotham is already a thing and they're doing this in addition to that. Because I think yeah. that's kind of what it's going to be centered around. Or the same kind of thing like Commissioner Gordon and that whole aspect of the Batman universe. But um, Colin Farrell being Penguin and that, pretty cool. I'm into he's it. A, he's a great actor, yep. especially when it comes to raw stuff like uh, in Bruges. I love that movie. Oh, yes. Mm. So good. Shang-Chi 2 is officially in the works. Yes. We knew, we knew that no was No surprise? Coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no surprise. That movie Definitely was... Definitely exciting, though. That movie was great, and it did really well. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. And they got a, um, a TV series, too, right? I feel like I saw that kind of hand-in-hand. Oh, They're going to be doing a t- um, an actual Ten TV Rings series with along with... sister, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Very nice. I believe they were Good. announced in tandem. Yep. Uh... We talked about this earlier. Kevin Feige confirms Charlie Cox will continue to play Daredevil in the MCU, but gave no details on his return. So he basically said, if you see Daredevil again, you'll definitely, it'll definitely be Charlie Cox. When and where and how, we're not going to discuss that yet. Yeah. <laughs> My vote is hopefully No Way Home. That would be if he if he's in that and they have Toby and Andrew stuff. That's just, that movie's just going to blow my mind, bro. That's that's soon. That's that Disney and that's Sony just over money a week right away. Yeah, that's right, Lee. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, Kevin Feige also spoke about Venom coming to the MCU. Basically, said um, you know after the success of Venom and Tom Hardy's you know success, whatever. Um, the next question is how do we merge them? So it's happening. They're figuring some it out. People who, yeah, I know some people who aren't stoked about that because Venom is kind of just okay. I haven't seen either of them. Also R-rated, right? To, I think it's PG-13, but okay. a lot of people wanted it to be R-rated. Gotcha. Um, they probably kept it PG-13 because maybe he would cross over. Mm, gotcha. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. First teaser trailer revealed. Kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, but, really. Um, Super exciting, though. Looks great. It does look I great. I mean, I still, everyone, I'm the only one in the world, but I, I don't love the animation style. But, what? I know, I'm sorry. But other than that, uh, the, I mean, the movie's great. The sequel's going to be great. Freaking Oscar Isaac mm. is uh, Miguel. I can't remember the last O'Hara. name. O'Hara. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. Even if you're not crazy about the animation style, you got to love the voice acting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Uh, we got freaking Kate Bishop, Haley Steinfeld. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. I wonder if that'll be a thing. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. Um, I guess uh, Gwen is still growing her hair back after the chewing gum incident. Maybe. (laughs) Such a a funny, awkward moment. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I I can't wait to see more. Uh, Sony confirms Venom 3 is in planning stages. Did either of you see Let There Be Carnage? I haven't seen any of the Venom movies yet. I haven't seen any of the Venom movies either. I feel like they're doing well enough to keep making more, though. Yeah. Even though they're not getting amazing reviews, but, I mean, they keep going. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I'm, if anything, I'm happy for Andy Serkis. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, true. Hopefully it's good for him. Last of Us HBO series casts Nick Offerman, which we knew last week, I think, but it's been confirmed that he'll be playing Bill. Excellent. Which didn't even occur to me at the time, but it makes absolute sense. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, So that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Tom Holland will be playing Fred Astaire in a movie coming up. Oh yeah, a biopic which, of Fred Astaire. The side by side comparison, you know, yeah. give him a little bit bigger forehead, longer chin, and I'd say he kind of looks like him. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, hot, I'm gonna pull take. up Brian real quick. Got a hot take. Who cares? That's just my <laughs> Brian impression. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's a good impression. Um, yeah, kind of random, but uh, Very, I mean, yeah, I agree. I've seen I, I've seen my share of Fred Astaire movies. You know, some good stuff out there. So we'll see. Let's talk some games. Okay. Matrix Awakens is an Unreal Engine 5 experience that will be available on PS5 and Xbox Series S and X. Uh, more info to come at the Game Awards on December 9th. Yeah. So it lo- Oh, that's coming up. Yeah, that's in a couple days. But yeah, it um, looks interesting. Like they, the teaser that they showed was like a fully CGI Keanu Reeves that looked almost photorealistic. Like it fooled some people out there. I know. Um, but yeah, wake up samurai. You can, um, you can pre download it on both consoles right now. It's like 20 something gigs. Um, and I'm assuming it's like, maybe you can walk through like city streets of the matrix or something. I'm down. Yeah. So I might, it's free to download. It's just, uh, like some kind of unreal engine tech demo. That's like matrix themed. So looks pretty cool. As long as it's better than the original Matrix games they released. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Those were rough based the on Matrix. the movies. Those were rough. There was a Neo game that came out that I enjoyed <laughs> when it came out when I was a kid. But I agree. I don't think I ever beat it. Matrix Path of Neo. Yeah, yeah. I liked that game a lot uh, just because you got to play as Neo. Because in Enter the Matrix, you didn't get to play as Neo. It was only like those oh. other two. Niobe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Halo Infinite campaign missions are not replayable yet. So, not a huge deal, IMHO, but I don't know. Just another incremental release. It's just weird and kind of frustrating to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, IGN gave the game a 9. Ryan McCaffrey, who's great at IGN, um, his his biggest gripes were uh, the story is just kind of okay. It's it's not bad, but it's nothing that's going to blow your mind. Um, and then the lack of environmental variety. So that's kind of a bummer for me. And uh, I'm not just trying to hate on the one thing they're hating on, but, um, I just really like to explore the world and to hear like, it's all pretty much the same Mm. throughout the entire world. It's kind of disappointing, but I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm sure it's going to be fine. Um, yeah, the incremental releases are a little frustrating to me, especially I think the, 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 the biggest one is the no co-op until like May. Yeah. And I know like it's like just a few months and you'll have it. But to me, like I don't really replay games very often, TDH. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do I play this one by myself or do I wait until I can play with friends? Because I, I would love to like play through it with you guys. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. But I'm. But if I start in single player, I'm not gonna go back and do it again co-op. So it's like now or never kind of thing. I don't know. It's kind of a bummer. I mean, I know that's that's splitting hairs, I guess. But it would be great to have the option now instead of having to wait until yeah. May. That's like that seems very far away at this point. Yeah, the incremental yeah. releases, dude, are just just frustrating to me. Yeah, it kind of is a little worrisome towards um like. Okay, so I don't know if this is on the list, but it fits within the Halo theme, right? The Reddit, the Halo subreddit got shut down for toxicity and oh, complaining yeah. oh. this past week. And um, 
I will not shut down, but obviously they were like, we're locking this thing down so that you guys can stop being a bunch of babies. Yeah. And sure, there's there's plenty of reasons to complain. Yeah, oh, this isn't the Halo that I wanted. And for whatever reason, Halo players are seemingly pretty entitled. But there uh-huh. had been like attacks on developers, death threats, information being put out there for like addresses and just crazy stuff. Like, wow. okay, what the heck is wrong with you gamers that, that you feel like that's an okay thing to do in the first place? Yeah. But yeah. At the same time, some of that is coming from the fact that it's like Halo was already delayed for a year. Mm. We had to wait for it. Thankfully, they released the multiplayer early. I mean, that was a great move in terms of yeah. building hype for it. But I then agree. it's like people play Halo because the campaign is good and the multiplayer is good. And I feel mm. like they're going to have a huge drop off because of they're trying to fill the gap of um, we need we need to space out our releases or we'll just kind of hope the open world fits the bill for now and people will come back. But I think that's going to majorly hurt them going up against games that are already so well established with that content, you know, even like Destiny, just because they've been around for seven years and have way more of a rep, whether game is changing soon or not. It's like they're they're just shooting themselves in the foot. And what the heck mm. were they doing during this delay? And what was the game going to look like if they released it when it was supposed to be released originally? Like, yeah, great question. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I never thought about the fact that like Halo is the game that... Um, I was trying to think of the Bungie phrase, but I can't think of it. No, uh, the game that that it has it all in terms of like uh, it's got a great multiplayer, but it's also known for its great campaigns for the most part. Um, yep. And because you know you have Call of Duty, but not not for a long time have we cared about a Call of Duty story. True. Uh, which I guess is kind of the same for Halo, but you just you can't be Master Chief. Um, IMHO. So anyway. Yeah, I um I'm not a huge fan of incremental release stuff. That's kind of the trend right now, but um uh, I don't know. It is what it is. I'm sure it's going to be great. Getting a 9 from IGN, that's huge. That's big. Uh yep. so yep. Ryan McCaffrey said like um he was nervous, but uh he was like I'm thrilled and so excited to say that like Halo's back on the map and this game is amazing. So yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, Me too. Same. Um Scuff? Is that how you say that? That's right. Scuff releases the first third-party PS5 controllers available now. Yeah. So a surprise drop. I don't know. I know like before they had said that they were working on because Scuff has done third-party controllers for like um for a, for a long time. They they are the um the Call of Duty League um official controller sponsor. So all the Call of Duty League players use scuff controllers um when they play. They don't oh. use mouse and keyboard. Those are banned in Call of Duty tournaments. So you have to use wow. uh controllers and they all use scuff. Um so people were like when the PS5 and Series X came out, obviously the PS5 was a little bit more of a question like are you is scuff gonna have something that can do adaptive triggers and haptic feedback? Um so mm-hmm. they were like, hey we're trying to work on something. We don't have anything yet for like a year, I guess. Um, but now they finally released in like five different colors. You can get a, and, and three different models of the controller. So scuff controllers are great because they have the paddles on the back. So it's four, it's basically four extra buttons that you can use your off fingers to do, to map whatever you want to. Um, and then there's like the higher tier versions that have like more options and, and whatnot. But yeah, they look pretty cool, but they're just really expensive. And like, Buying an, a, a a game console controller is already already costs a lot of money, so you can imagine yeah. like these are expensive controllers for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll probably get the Mad Cats controller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection headed to PS5 on January 28th. Yes. PC version later. And it's only a $10 upgrade for existing owners of either game or online bundle, uh, which is amazing. The game will also feature three graphic modes, Fidelity, 4K30, Performance, 4K60, and Performance Plus, 120 hertz at 1080p. I'm going to be doing the performance 4K60 for show. Yeah. Um, nice. I, I My gaming monitor is um, 144, 1080, so I'll definitely be on performance plus. But that's just amazing to hear. Um, I figured they were going to do a 4K60 mode for sure, but I definitely didn't expect 120 hertz mode mm-hmm. or something like as detailed as like Uncharted 4. Like just imagine that game. Oh, dude. Like, I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I am as well, especially for a $10 upgrade because I own both Uncharted 4 and Lost uh, Legacy physical copies. So all you'll have to do is, like, put your disc in, and then you'll get a little prompt that's that has oh, over on the right side and says, do you want to upgrade to the PS5 version for 10 bucks?" And I will say yes. The answer is yes. I actually don't have Lost Legacy. I think I borrowed it from you. Can I have it? You don't need it. All you need is Uncharted 4, and you can get the Legacy of Thieves collection, which has both. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the Legacy okay. of Thieves collection is Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy PS5. Okay. So as long as you have Uncharted 4 or Lost Legacy, you can upgrade for $10. Okay, good to know. Otherwise, you can Sweet. if you don't have a copy of the game, you can buy it for 50 bucks when it comes out. Sick. Lost Legacy was great. Yeah, it was really good. It really was. Mm-hmm. Fortnite Chapter 2 is over. Chapter 3 is here with a brand new map, new weapons, and traversal mechanics. Yeah, so I, I talked about this a little bit in what, what I've been playing, but uh, yeah, I think for the most part, everyone's really been been liking Fortnite Chapter 3, and uh, even like coming from Brian, who is the biggest Fortnite hater I've ever met, um, he said he was having it's a lot true. of fun. Um, we actually, mm-hmm. him and Yef95 and I um, got a win the other night playing some Fortnite chapter three and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I've just been having a ton of fun with the new map and they have they have there's some other stuff too like the way that you can like daily quests and seasonal quests and character quests like all that stuff is like they've made tweaks to like made it a little bit more engaging like you have more of an incentive to log in every day and do something at least um, and either gain XP or unlock cosmetic items for your battle pass characters stuff like that mm-hmm. so. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. I, I really like Fortnite a lot just in general, but, uh, chapter three has just been like a big boost for me. So I'm super in. Yeah. I bought the battle pass. I'm hoping I can get Spider-Man, but, um, I don't have much faith in myself. We'll see. I believe in you. Uh, avowed and Hellblade two will likely appear at the game awards. Whoa. Avowed is the one that's was kind of like a Skyrim similar thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Interesting that that's almost a competitor to Elder Scrolls. Yeah, it is kind of. I mean, I mean, not like directly, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's kind of that in that same vein, and it's an Xbox franchise, and then they buy Bethesda. I wonder if there was ever any conversation of like, do we do this because now we got a competitor? I mean, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, but at the same time, it's like, what do we do with Avowed now? I don't know. Maybe they're going to try to make sure it's released. Plenty ahead of Elder Scrolls, which it probably will be. Most likely, yeah. I don't think we can expect uh-huh. Elder Scrolls for many years. Long time. Aloy, Horizon Zero Dawn, is now an, an unlockable skin in Fall Guys. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier too, but um, 
yeah, there's like a little event going on right now. You can play a special playlist of Aloy's canister something, whatever playlist. And it's just like classic Fall Guys maps, but with um, like the the ro- robotic uh, rhinos as an obstacle and some, oh. some other little stuff and some canisters to collect. And it's really easy and you can get the Aloy skin just by con- like participating in that. So nice. Pretty cool. Call of Duty Warzone's new map Caldera is live tomorrow, December eighth. Uh, it's the first new map since its release in twenty nineteen. <laughs> yes, I've said this before, but like Call of Duty Warzone is the only battle royale recently that has gotten away with not introducing a new map since launch. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how, but it's always been the most popular. Like Activision or like whatever is it Raven Software that does. Um, Warzone has always made the most money out of any of these um, battle royales, and they're the only ones that haven't released at least a new map. Um, mm. Of course, they do seasons and new weapons and integrations with their other Call of Duty games, but uh, it's really refreshing and cool to see a brand new map. It looks completely different from Verdansk, uh, which is great to see. I'm really excited about it. I have it preloaded, ready to install at midnight, so I'm ready to see what that's all about. Ooh. Sick. Bungie 30th anniversary is today. Classic yes. Halo weapons appear in Destiny 2. Talk to us, Lee. Yeah, so I got to jump in um, right when it dropped around noon today. Uh, played for a few hours, um, but just kind of jumped in. As, as soon as you load in, it dropped you right into the free-to-play um, content, which is this new six-man activity um, that essentially just it, it kind of plays like a game show, honestly. You've got one of the um, characters who's been kind of in the background doing a lot of stuff since Destiny 1. Um, he's uh, Zur. He brings exotics and crazy weapons and all that stuff, but he's got this weird connection to the Nine, which mm-hmm. are kind of like the the planets, essentially, in the lore of Destiny. I mean, it, it gets really complicated just because it's such a confusing thing. And he's got this horse with him, but the whole time he's like your game show host, and you and your six-man team are working through fighting um, kind of a cycle of enemies, and it you spin a wheel at the beginning of each encounter and you attack, you fight off those enemies, but each boss essentially is um, a boss from all the, across destiny one and two. Um, so Ooh. there's some iconic, iconic bosses um, from destiny one, like Crota, you've got uh Valak to Ar- um, Valis to Arak. I remember Valis that one. And um, there's a few others that stick out like the gate Lord from the original campaign missions of destiny one. So um, pretty cool. It's kind of like they took uh, the Menagerie, which was um, a good couple years ago in terms of a really solid six-man activity, and then they are doing the nostalgia thing with uh, bringing back a lot of the Destiny content. But the coolest part is since it's Bungie's 30th anniversary, they're bringing in a ton of um, stuff, and uh, whether it's just throwbacks or direct, like you know exactly where this is from, Um, and I was mentioning this earlier, the weaponry. Uh, You've got uh, a shotgun from... Uh, myth you've got another gun from um one of their other games um which was marathon and then there's a sword there's a pulse rifle that looks just like the battle rifle from halo it even zooms in more so it's like they're bringing in some pretty cool archetypes that maybe have kind of been in the game but they're they feel completely different they feel like they're straight out of another game that's Um, cool which is really cool and then some really cool um cosmetic stuff that you can get if you paid for the um it's paid content which isn't great uh, when it comes to a lot of the cosmetic stuff, but they even introduced a um, this my favorite thing, and I haven't even gotten to use it yet. Is 
there's a mod you can equip to a gun and you can eventually run out. So it's not like a, a permanent mod, which most of the mods in Destiny now, everything's kind of permanent. But um, hopefully you can stock up over the next whatever by doing this activity. And it's the um, grunt birthday party. Uh, so when you get a headshot, it explodes and you get <laughs> oh, the <"Yay!"> yeah. <laughs> birthday noise. Um, so they brought oh, that so, into so, Destiny, so which is pretty cool. That's so there's plenty of other content. Even Gallarhorn is, is back. That's a, an award you can get from the new dungeon, um, which is that's paid content. So, you know, depending on how you feel about that. Um, so Bad. other than that, with the crossovers. Oh, the last thing. There's a Magnum exotic weapon. It looks just like the, the Magnum from Halo 1. So Sweet. Um, it, it, it feels pretty cool, and it's a lot of fun to be like, oh, I'm playing Halo, but I'm actually playing Destiny. Yeah, that's cool. Is that um, some licensed crossover stuff happening in Destiny? What does Brian think of this? <laughs> probably barfing. Get that Magnum out of he here. He hates it, probably. probably. We'll probably get Batman and Spider-Man in there next. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Perfect. I think so. Um, if it's... Yeah, uh, but I'd say it's great content. Oh. So... That's great. Maybe I'll check it out. Probably not. 30 years for Bungie. That's pretty impressive. That is crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Boy. I remember playing Marathon uh, and Myth. Those games were great. Myth. I never played that before. I've seen Marathon, but I don't think I've seen Myth. And Brian was telling me a little bit about it on Sunday, but none of it really looked familiar at all. But that's pretty cool. Not. Yeah, probably not. It, it wasn't quite as iconic as uh, Halo was. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's when they really took off. The lightning has passed. Whew. Goodness. I know, I know, I know. So, um, hey, if you're not following us on social media, do it, you dingus. At Movica Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Every week we post a discussion question for you guys to uh, give us your feedback, take part in, and we highlight some of the episode. This week's discussion was, what is your favorite Christmas movie? We got some answers. Uh, I'm going to try to remember what's somewhere in the chat. Um, Brooks said... um, the man who invented Christmas, which is kind of a newer one called 2016. Mm-hmm. It's about, uh, I can, Charles Dickens. Yeah. Um, so Brooks, Brooks asked me to read a little something that he wrote up on it. So it's, yeah, like you said, Charles Dickens, uh, during his struggle to write something meaningful after a long slump. So basically what he ends up writing is a Christmas carol, Christmas carol, um, Christmas carol, <laughs> which is the most iconic <laughs> Christmas story besides the nativity. um, and he said, I am a sucker for watching or reading about an author tortured over his creation, racing against time, struggling with family issues, and trying to write something compelling with a good message. A Christmas Carol is the story that revolutionized the way we celebrate Christmas to this day, and Charles Dickens is a hero for not letting the holiday fade into obscurity. So that's a pretty good reason for... Good answer. Yeah, that's a pretty good answer. Um, the Man Who Invented Christmas. I feel like... What is it? It's on... Netflix or something. It's streaming somewhere, isn't? Is it not? Or I feel like I'm not sure. I feel like I keep. Seeing, oh, I think it's Hulu. I think it's streaming on Hulu right now. Ooh. Um, um, maybe I definitely haven't seen would, it. If you thought that was an eloquent answer, it's because Brooks is an author himself and yeah. he wrote this book right here. It's probably backwards on your screen, but Inferno. You can find it on Amazon. Little plug for books there. Inferno. I said books. It's His a, name is Brooks. That's a, he writes books. That's a great book. Books by Brooks. That's a great books right there. Inferno is great books, amazing. By especially great the Brooks. second half is quite exciting. Inferno, delicious. Um, Pink Cats Gaming says Elf. Let me tell you something, Stephen. You said you said I love Elf. Yeah, but here's the thing. Unfortunately, it's so overplayed and overquoted, and I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm, 
mm-hmm. but I can't help but like roll my eyes a little bit when it's like on TV or whatever. But, but truly, I think Elf is probably the best Christmas movie. Is, is it your favorite, really? You, or no, 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 no. It's not the. It's the best. You think? You think? It is just wow. so good, and it's so original, and it's not just. It is. Looney Tunes Christmas Carol or Disney Christmas Carol or Muppets Christmas Carol or this Christmas Carol. It's like it's it's an original story. Mm-hmm. It is so freaking funny. Mm-hmm. It, it is funny. acted so well. It is really funny. Uh, I just, I absolutely love that movie. So good answer. Pink Cats Gaming. Um, I agree with you. Uh, Random Jaspery says Muppets Christmas. Also agree with you. That's my favorite version of the Christmas Carol. Great, Christmas Carol. great, great movie. Um, it's just so good. Um, I wish a Muppets Haunted Mansion was as good, but oh it's not. man, I wanted to watch um, that, but after your review, I was like, oh, ah, I'll skip. It's so bad, and it's like only an hour. No. Um, Ashley says White Christmas and the 2000 Grinch could never see those two enough. Good answers. Yes. Haley says the Santa Claus, the first one. The other Haley says the Santa Claus two. Disagree with that one. The Santa Claus two. No, she, she so, knows I'm who not said happy about that. who said that recently. Was it Brian? Or somebody. It's probably Haley. No, no, no. Oh, I, I, no, Brian does like... Brian likes the, the second the, Santa Claus. The, Han, the Santa Claus sequels. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah. I love the Santa Claus. I think it's yeah really, really good. But the, Classic. The, the sequels, not so much. Trash. Especially the third one. The second one has like half <laughs> half of it's got some compelling, cool stuff. Sure. The third yeah. one's just complete trash the entire time. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Ryan says Die Hard. I think the, the debate is settled. That is a Christmas movie. So The debate is annoying. Quit debating <laughs> people. Like, it's just like a, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I'm like, shut up. It is, it is obviously. Um, and Die Hard I will watch it on Christmas. Too. I will say that. I do. I watch it every Christmas. What about kind of. A Nightmare Before Christmas? A Christmas movie? Or Halloween, Halloween. movie? Henry Selleck said Halloween. And I like oh. it on Halloween because... Death of the Authors? I like... You're right. I like that um, it's like right before Christmas, so I feel mm-hmm. like I can kind of enjoy both of them. Whereas if I watch it at Christmas, I'm like sad because Halloween has been over for two months. You know what I'm saying? It's too much Halloween to be a Christmas movie. True. Truth, truth. Yeah. Um, Corey says Home Alone 1 and 2, but he prefers 2. I love Home Alone 1 and 2. I agree. They're both great. Love, love Home Alone. So good. Agreed. Um, I don't know if I would, I think I prefer the first one. Um, but Home Alone 2 is just, it's a great sequel. There are, yeah. It doesn't fall for like the typical like sequel tropes, even though it like, it does some of those, a few. but it does them well. Yes. Like the does. paint bucket thing, how they know to expect it, yeah. but then he like switches it <laughs> yes. up on them. stuff yes. like that. Um, yeah, it's, they're so freaking good. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing that stinks about Home Alone 2 is like, you can tell, uh, Macaulay Culkin's like a little bit older and it's kind of like. Where's the cute little? He's not Kevin as McCoster. charming, like yeah, as he yeah, was. yeah, yeah. I was right, we were just, we still, just watched both those movies, and I remember telling my wife, I was like, you know, no matter how you look at it, his character, he was just a punk. He was no a, matter what, he's yeah. a little punk. <laughs> he's a little punk, angel. I even though he may have been mistreated a little bit, and his mom could have done a better job of disciplining him, or at least you know making sure he didn't get forgotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's such a punk. <laughs> yeah, he a punk for sure. Um, I haven't watched the newest one, but I've heard it's completely garbage awful. Did you watch it also? Yeah, we Home Sweet Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, it almost Why would they try again and then <sighs> fail again? For money. But 
God, the, the problem with it is it's like, or here's my biggest complaint is like, it feels like one of the, like a Disney channel or Nickelodeon sitcom without a laugh track. Yeah. Oh, and it's really awkward. It's like they give you those, like those little punchlines, those little jokes and stuff, but then you're not laughing it. Like it's not mm. funny and there's no laugh track and yeah, it's just, dude, this, this is what worries me about streaming mm-hmm. and movies just companies being okay to just make streaming movies because they're not as good yeah dude. and they don't put as much and, money in and the main character whatever his name is i can't remember but he he's no he's not likable at all he's like us mm. like if you think macaulay culkin is a punk as uh kevin McAllister, <laughs> this kid is straight up like oh no oh Satan. dude he's he's awful the way that i've he, heard yeah I've heard. Well, it's unfortunate because he was really good in Jojo Rabbit. Oh, okay. he wasn't in it. He wasn't in it a ton, but he was like the most charming part of that movie. Cool, cool. He's great. I do want to watch that. I think Brianna watched that. I did not get to see it yet. It's good. It's really good. Oh no, I'm still doing lightning. We in the lightning round. Uh, Audrey says Muppet Christmas Carol. Agreed with that. And Just Bethy says the Santa Claus and the 1994 Miracle on 34th Street. 1984 Miracle on 34th Street is also at the top of my list as possibly my favorite Christmas movie. It's just so mm. great. And it's show it's so um the way it's lit and like shot is so like classy like it's almost like a black and white movie but it's in color. Uh, it just looks so good and freaking Richard Attenborough is in it Ooh. and Dylan McDermott which you don't see a lot oh, like really in general uh but he's in it and he's so awesome. Um, and yeah, Mara Wilson, I think it's the little girl's name. Obviously everybody loves her. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's such a great freaking movie. And if you don't know the plot of Miracle on 34th Street, basically, have you guys seen it? Yeah. Austin? Perhaps. Please. Basically the plot, the plot without spoiling anything is, um, no, I won't even say that. I guess I won't. I, I don't want to spoil it. But basically... Uh, you recommend it. I recommend it. Highly. It is great. Um, and there are... there. You know, when I watched it as a kid, there are certain elements of the story that I just never picked up on that I pick up on now that I'm like, dude, hmm. I never even like thought about that. Is it streaming we somewhere? We can talk about it. I do want to watch it. But... I, I don't know if it is or not. Okay, I'll check it out. Check it out, though. That's good. Um... Yeah, I think I forgot to put it on Discord this week. Sorry, I really forgot. Uh, there, but yeah, some good answers. There was one on uh, Facebook. Thomas Peter said oh. 8-Bit Christmas. Oh, boy. That's a good one. I got to check that out. HBO, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I haven't watched it yet, but I plan on it. Sweet. It's like a, it's just a pinch cheesy, but just get just get past it. It's it's good. Awesome. It's fun. Is it appropriate for a kid? Like, I have a nine-year-old, so is it appropriate for... Yeah, I think there's maybe a, a couple profanities. Okay, okay. Um, I don't think there was anything inappropriate that I can remember. Okay. If anything, I think um, part of the plot is is at the beginning, like this one kid has a Nintendo, and every every kid is like trying to bring him stuff to play it, and one kid brings him like a Sports Illustrated magazine or something like that. <laughs> I think that's the only appropriate okay. part I can remember. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, what about y'all? What's y'all's favorite Christmas? For me, I'm, I'm very, I'll base, I'm very basic. So I will go first. Um, so normally like we, 
like when my family's all together after Thanksgiving, we always watch the Grinch. Um, so that's like a classic one that we always watch. But for me personally, if I were to pick a best, like my favorite Christmas movie, it's home alone. Um, Mm. I just like, I don't know any other movie that like really gets me into the Christmas spirit and Mm -hmm. is like super fun to watch. It's very entertaining the whole way through. Like if you, if you watch that movie, like objectively kind of, it's like the pacing is really good actually for, it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's really easy to watch and it's really fun to watch. And I also love the sequel too, but, um, I think home alone is just, it's one of my favorite movies. I just love watching it. It's just like, and it feels so good. Like has a, every Christmas movie has a great ending, obviously, but like mm-hmm. the end of home alone just feels so good. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I could watch home alone anytime. Honestly, that's my favorite Christmas movie. Home alone. Good answer. Wait, uh, I would actually kind of second what Austin has to say about home alone, but I prefer the sticky bandits in home alone too. I think <laughs> oh, the interactions yeah. there yeah. is, is a little more entertaining. It's so I definitely feel, yeah. Well, hello. I, I, um, one thing that I like in home alone two is like kind of what you said earlier, Steven is like how they know to like dodge the, like the paint cans and yeah. stuff. It's funny. Like they, they, they use a lot of like similar, like tropes, I guess, or like beats that they use in the first movie. Um, but they do it different enough in the sequel to, to keep it fresh and keep it funny. Um, and I don't know in the sequel. It's like, it's almost just as good as the first one yeah. for me. I could watch either one of them. I just kind of prefer the original. I don't know. It's like it, they, they build upon the first one pretty well Yeah, with like, you've got the bandits, but then you also have the hotel staff. The plunge yeah. on Oh my gosh, Tim Curry. And, um, <laughs> so yes, good, dude. So funny. Um, yeah. One of the best parts is when uh, they're doing the uh, Angels with Wings or whatever, and uh, he's like, You've been smoothing with everybody. Sonzo, Sonzo, Cliff, or whatever. And they're like, Cuss <laughs> the guy, his name's Cliff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so funny, dude. Yeah, let's part. be honest. We all had one of those tape decks as a kid, right? Because I dude. definitely had one of those. Oh, yes. 100%. Angst. But I never, I feel like I never recorded anything on it. I only listened to stuff on it. Like, I never, <laughs> I never like figured out how to actually use the recording thing the right way. And I had this, like, Brooks and I had these, like, these tapes that we would listen to that were like a Batman tape and a um a star wars tape so i was always afraid to like mess with it i just wanted to listen to stuff mm. but mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. the thing was cool me personally i would probably push come to shove boil down to it probably say home alone as well gun to since your you head said that gun to your head since you already said that i would say um Honorable mention is that I think Elf is one of the like a truly like one of the best movies ever made. So definitely one of the best Christmas movies ever made. I don't know, it's just it's just so perfect. Um but since you already said Home Alone, I would say my favorite would be Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street of nineteen ninety four as well. Did you just say Elf is one of the best movies? I would love to hear you elaborate. I don't disagree with you. I just wanna like I value your opinion. I just like it is it's just so perfect. The casting is so perfect. Will Ferrell is. I feel like Will like Will Ferrell one of the best. He did like, something totally different that movie than what he normally yeah, does. That's like some of the best casting for him to play Buddy. Yeah. Um, 
and he's never ba- never made a movie as good. Um, I just think it's so good. It's so good. And it's freaking John Favreau and more or less the movie um, that kickstarted Zoe Deschanel's career. Yeah, dude. Oh, so that's a good know. point. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good point. Good stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, Miracle on Third Fourth Street is just so freaking cozy when you're watching it, dude. You feel so dang cozy. I love that. And um, it's just yep. so good, dude. And it looks so good. Does it? The, just the co- the color and the lighting. I'm about to go watch it right now. <laughs> I want to watch so it right good. now, too. And freaking Richard Attenborough, <laughs> See you later. dude. I just want to give Richard Attenborough a hug. John Hammond. Mm. Anyway. Good stuff. Just Bethy has never seen Elf. You have got to watch Elf. I so slammed my hands on the table, wish that I could erase my memory of Elf and rewatch it again. Yeah, I, I would say, like, even if, like, if something is keeping you from watching it, like, you're not a fan of Will Ferrell or you don't like Will Ferrell movies or Zoe Deschanel, whatever, it's still a great movie, like, and perfect Christmas movie. It's almost a perfect yeah. Christmas movie for me. She just says she doesn't like Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. Don't worry about I didn't it. see that. This isn't a, a typical it's not Will, a Will Ferrell, Ferrell movie at all. It's really not. It's really not. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. It almost makes it. you like him, even if you don't. Like, it'll make you like Will it's Ferrell. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Accurate. He's just so lovable mm-hmm. and goofy. It's great. Moving on. Eat. Sick. Good answers, everyone. So, uh, hey, every week when we record this, we post a poll in the chat for you guys to pick the discussion topic for the next week. This week's winner was... What is your coffee order? We're going backwards from co- from Christmas a little bit, but <laughs> Stephen's no not rules, Stephen's dude. not bitter about that. There's no rules. Yeah, you guys didn't pick my amazing <laughs> thing. Um, I'm gonna give my answer now because I'm definitely not gonna be on the podcast next week. Let's hear it. I apparently am only on the podcast once a year. Um, That's the annual answer, Lee, the Christmas. annual Lee episode. <laughs> yeah. um, my answer is a dirty chai latte, hot. Explain Ooh. what dirty means. It means put some espresso in it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Preferably two shots. The reason being because it's Christmas related. It tastes like Christmas in a cup. Oh, mm. dirty chai latte. Could I? Could, dirty chai. If I ordered that from like a random coffee shop, would they know what I mean? Okay. Yep. Okay. Sweet. They will ask you if you want it hot or cold normally. Oh. Okay. Don't get it from Starbucks though. Starbucks. It's okay, but yeah, it's, you got to get it from McCafe. <laughs> yeah I'll do that <laughs> thanks Steven or the BK cafe or the BK <laughs> sounds good anyway so yeah uh, follow us on social media at Moviga Podcast on Instagram and Facebook keep an eye out for that discussion question and let us know what is your coffee order and uh, we'll highlight some in the next episode uh, while you're on our Instagram check the link in our bio you'll find us everywhere we are We'd love to have you on Discord. Join our Discord community. Uh, lots of conversation going on there through the week, talking about movies, games, TV, uh, showing some nerdy stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun, so join us there. Also, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Moviga. We are hosting our weekly podcast episode every Tuesday at 8 p.m. That's what we're doing right now. And uh, we're streaming multiple games through the week. Uh, we've been streaming some Fortnite. I streamed some Hot Wheels recently. Uh, Justin's got his Game Pass to play every Thursday. Um, Brian streams some we've been streaming I think we streamed some Halo recently some Destiny stuff like that so a large variety of games streaming here on Twitch so uh, definitely come check us out and um, follow us on Spotify Apple Podcasts all those places the uh, podcast audio version of this episode uh, comes out on Friday and uh, Friday is when we post all our episodes so follow us there give us a like 
on all our platforms. Share us with your friends. We appreciate it. And the end. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, Steven. Thanks for and having thanks me. Thanks to Lee. I get to say thank you to your face and person. Uh, we appreciate you. Our editor. Everyone else, our editor-in-chief. Everyone else, thanks for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>